Hello, this is Trina. And Jennifer. And this is episode 10 of What Would Trina Do? Double Digits. So, this episode we're going to announce a few changes. Um, we've decided to switch to a bi-weekly schedule because we're, you know, we're adulting and we don't always, it's not always easy to, you know, make a recording every week. And we are going to switch to an hour-long format because we like to talk. A lot. Like, once we get to talking, we, we have to, we find ourselves having to abbreviate segments and then we just come back to it sometimes the following week. Like, we want to expand on that thing. So. Yeah, because it was good. Yeah. So, and hopefully, I, I, I keep saying this, but hopefully we'll have music next time. <laughs> it's or maybe gonna... the time after that. No, no, you know, no. We're, new format, music. <laughs> it's happening. Okay. So, for this week's Can This Be a Thing? Now, I, I just saw, I don't even, I stopped watching Scandal a while ago, but I saw the Mama Pope monologue. Mm-hmm. And I think... There should be that 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 monologue deserves an award. But now that I think about it, there should be an award show for monologues. Um, what is it? Viola Davis would get all the um, Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. He he would. Oprah, she yes. would get all the awards just for the color purple alone. Yes. So yes, can an award show for monologues be a thing. If, if, if someone else isn't going to do it, we're going to have to go rogue and take this, take on this problem ourselves. Yeah, we should. And get some suggestions for we need, some stuff, too. We need a panel. So we are taking applications for monologue award show panelists. Yes. It's going to be our version of the Oscars. Only we're, it's going to be um, monologues award recipients so black. <laughs> video game monologues. Are there any monologues in video games? There are. You know what? There are Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, he was monologuing like crazy. Or um, um, Edia from Final Fantasy VIII. Or the big boss in Super Mario Brothers. When you ever get I, to the boss, I don't think a little, a little bit. Well, it wasn't back I mean, and forth. I mean, I mean, the princess had like a monologue at the end of Mario. Hey, you know what they? Uh, but you know, I wouldn't give an award for Mario monologues though. <laughs> it's just I want it in the running. Okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yes. We'll we'll have a category for video games as well. Ooh. You know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take this offline. We're gonna take this offline. <laughs> Cause now you just opened it up to other things. Bandits. Okay. So let's see. Um for this week's Is This a Thing? Women putting waspness in their vagina. Now, not literally no. <laughs> the whole nest with the wasps getting a bit. No, like they, they take the wasp nest, they crush it up, and they put it into some holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to tighten the vagina. Don't, don't put that stuff in your vagina. It's drying out your vagina, and that's where the tightness comes. Right. So that means you're just going to be torturing yourself. Right. And, I mean, just having a if If you were to dry out your vagina and have sex, then you are opening yourself up for risk to infections. Abrasions. Like STDs. Tears. Yeah. And that increases a higher risk for catching, you know, untreatable STDs such as HIV or AIDS. So. Yeah, it would be like having anal sex, but with the vagina. Because <laughs> oh, wow. isn't that the thing? You know, it, there's more tearing mm-hmm. and less lubrication. Right. So, like, and then with HIV and AIDS, I think the 
the the router trans the easiest router transmission are usually intravenous because it's straight into the bloodstream. Or Anal through sex, tears. Yeah, is the easiest place to tear. Then the vagina. Although I think the skin and your anus is thinner, also, so that's yeah. another thing. The vagina is more. And it's just it's, it's more not, robust. Well, because the vagina <laughs> is is built well. Not specifically to have sex, but yes, it that is a part of the reproductive system. So we are, it, which is crazy. Why people, when it. people say someone is weak, they call them, a, you know, right? Because I think Cause I'm know, like, um, a vagina takes a pounding. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> and that, makes, pushes out big old babies. Yeah. So I don't know why people compare weakness to that, but whatever. talking about that, whatever. I just w- looked at a, a news article about a woman who had a 13 pound baby. Oh yeah. I saw that. It, it looked like a toddler it, almost. It was a big baby. Could you imagine pushing that out? And vaginas are weak, huh? That's why I'm not having any kids. <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, the whole giving birth and then, you know, the whole raising a child afterwards okay, yeah, yeah. that part is horrible <laughs> but the given birth you know just get through it okay <laughs> so we're just gonna go from vaginas to a-holes assholes <laughs> um so recently uh a uh, um, a high-level gamer by the name of Chris G went on this racist rant about um, black female gamers. Mm-hmm. He basically said that they were that they were ratchet and that what they, they they like to hit him up for sex, but they don't know how to play Street Fighter. And he said he he claims that he knows two hundred black female gamers in the scene, but only. 20 of them are respectable. And how did he define respectable? I don't know. I don't know if he, like, administered a test to, like, all two, or he if he administered a test to all of the women in the community that he knows, and then only, what, 20 of the, what, 10% of the black women passed? I don't know. Yeah, he didn't define ratchet. He just I, stated ratchet. You know, I, fi- I feel like the term ratchet gets thrown around a lot, and when people say ratchet, they mean ghetto, and... Or are they just being a black woman? Because you could just be minding your business. Oh, you're so ratchet. I know. You could literally just be sitting there with your resting face. And they'll be like, mm, ratchet. I'm like, what? I'm literally just sitting here. I'm tired. <laughs> what does your tired face look like? But even so, I mean, just, you know, simply, I don't think being ratchet or being ghetto is inherently a bad thing. I feel like, First of all, his rant was like riddled with grammatical errors and he has the nerve to be looking down on someone being classist like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, dude. Mm-hmm. And he also threw out the the reasoning for rat. He, he threw out ratchet more than once as the reasoning. I'm like, yes, because he had nothing else better to say. Like he he that's when you know someone really is standing on a high horse but has nothing to argue about right because except for he can play he can push buttons and that's why he's such an authority he he literally when his response he was like do you know who i am (laughs) i'm like you're a child of god like everybody else (laughs) (laughs) that's a ratchet for you but my my thing about it was like when you showed and read it to me it he started out with the whole, I guess, stance that I'm unfriending you because your, I can't your have your negativity updates. on my my page. On your timeline. Yeah, yeah, on your timeline and, you know, the negativity of the people that you have responded to this. Yeah, okay, that you I make that. stupid statuses about. And it's like, okay, 
fine, you don't understand black girl problems, whatever. Right, you could just unfollow and unfriend people. Why is there a comment about it? And then the whole thing about, well, you know, like you say that people fetishize Asian chicks, but, you know, Asian chicks at least pretend like they can play. So he's like giving Asian women a backhanded compliment. He, he's basically saying they suck too, but they pretend mm-hmm. like they can play. Right. And I'm like, so who, you know what, I, I'm already exhausted. I feel like we're giving him, I feel like we're we're already giving him way more attention than he deserves. But it also made me think of the fact that, you know, in the fighting game community, well, not even the fight, I, I, I guess not even in the gaming community, all um, people just like to dump on margin they they usually target marginalized people to make themselves feel better mm-hmm. and more often than not it's black women that end up getting dog piled on and let me ask what is his ethnicity i think he's hispanic okay because it's interesting when you have someone who's also from a marginalized group dumping on another marginalized group and I, th- I feel like it's like they already know that there are people that think that they are better than them, mm-hmm. but they'll take it if, there's, if they can dump on somebody else. It's like, well, I'm Hispanic, but I'm better than this group. And it's like that mentality is still going to leave you beh- beneath someone else. Mm. It's really interesting. And I see it, and women do it too. They mm-hmm. crap all over other women in the community to make themselves look good, to get a pat on the head from other gamers. So it, I mean, he's kind of the scapegoat here, but it, it and, and he made the mistake. Well, he's, he's a sponsored player. I hope he loses his sponsorships. He's right. a sponsored player. He's well-known, you know, so it's like he's getting all this attention and he is getting dragged, as right. he should be. Yes. <laughs> But um, it's not just him. It's not just him. So I will say that. So whatever. So on to happier topics. Happy, happy. The Black Panther trailer mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. It looked so good. It Angela did. Bassett with her with her silver dreadlocks. Almost looking like the storm we need. I know, right. The, the, okay, so after Black Panther, we need a storm movie, a, a good one too. Mm-hmm. I want the storm movie to get... I want the Storm movie to get the better than the Wonder Woman treatment. <laughs> better than the Wonder Woman? It's going to be hard. Yes. So I want, I, I want um, uh, Ava DuVernay on that. We, we, we need a black female director on that because, as you saw with Wonder Woman, I, a lot of the directorial choices, like there was one scene where Wonder Woman had like an ice cream cone and I was all set to roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, let me guess. She's going to lick the ice cream cone like a porn star. And I'm like, oh, that's how I would eat that. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this is delicious. So that's what I would say. If I had never had ice cream before, that would have been my reaction. It felt very you be true. Very proud of yourself. Or even the of the, this. The, the, the clothes changing mon, um, montage. You know, she was like, "This is uncomfortable. This itches. This is choking me." And I'm like, "She's in my head." Hey, after I found out she was five months pregnant during the filming, I know. I was just like, "I love her. I love this." I know, because I would have been like. Well, you know what? I would have been a trooper if I'm if I if if we've been hurting for a Wonder Woman movie all this time and she didn't she didn't Megan Fox her way through it. It wasn't like, "Okay, I'm just going to look aloof the whole time." Yeah. 
Like she, cause like before it came out, I was all set to not be excited. Like I wanted to be excited about it, but I just wasn't feeling it. You know, like in the interview, she was talking about, oh, I just tried on the outfit and they gave me the part. But she really, she surprised me. She, she, she clearly took it seriously. Mm -hmm. So good for her. Back to Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Lupita Yango was in it. Mm-hmm. She was looking good. Danae Michael Gould? B. Jordan. Was she the one that played his bodyguard in the in um Civil War, the one with the shaved head? But Danae is from um what is that zombie show? Oh The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah, the one with the katana. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I, I've had a couple of people tell me I look like her, but I don't see it at all i don't see it yeah. but you could pull it off i could i i would I get it i would off. get the katana <laughs> yeah i think you could pull off her character but no i don't see the resemblance yeah and i thought it was funny the memes that came out because at first it was just people excited what? like no i believe the memes huh i'm playing in my outfit <laughs> the, the what was it it was like wow black people are gonna come to the premiere showing of black uh-huh. panther and it what was outfit you wearing and it was um it was a picture of um eddie murphy and arsenio hall from coming to america wearing their robes like their zamunda robes they had um their jackets they also had some um black panther-esque outfits on there it was I've yeah seen a few like because it was like black men on launch date and it was like they were wearing like dashikis and stuff mm-hmm. and then there was some of course now people there are people saying that black panther is racist you know you, you, you we, yeah. we can't have anything no and i saw this really funny meme it was basically a white woman and she was like can't it be human panther or just <laughs> panther a human panther no it can't all be panthers hashtag all panthers matter oh my gosh well those are obviously are- it, it was a joke meme making fun of the people who are saying black panther is racist that's funny <laughs> But, you know, obviously those people who think it's racist either A, don't really follow the whole Marvel universe or the comics, and B, they just need to take it up with Stan Lee because he created it. Or did you ever see that SNL sketch um, that came out after Beyonce's uh, formation video came out? <laughs> when they out? realized she was black? <laughs> and then they were like, hot sauce in my bag, swag? What does that even mean? You guys, I don't think this is for us. <laughs> but everything usually is. <laughs> yeah, they just don't know what to do. That's kind of how they're reacting to black. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is for us. But everything is. And it should be for us. And I think people should take that as a learning experience. Like, now you know what it feels like to occupy someone else's space. Yeah, if this one movie is pissing you off this much... Just imagine if almost all the movies are like that. Just meditate on that for a while. And we'll just leave you with that. So, it's time for... Iron Fisting! (laughs) This is my favorite thing to say. So, I'm only about two episodes into Iron Fist. I'm still kind of in the hate-watching phase, but... You know, Defenders is coming out, so I'm, I'm really trying. Yeah. So, 
So far, I've I've um I've seen the characters Danny Rand, Colleen Wing, Ward Meacham, Joy Meacham, and Harold Meacham. So, what was your impression of Danny Rand? So okay, and mine is based off watching almost seven episodes of it. So I've seen a little bit more. I still feel like he is the stereotype of a hipster or a millennial where, you know, he has this aloof. So, well, early on, when like the first episode, they give him this very aloof kind of entitled sense of self almost. I felt like he was kind of, I guess, like they maybe infantilized him a little bit because he's yeah. like, hey, Joy, and, uh, um, what is it, uh, Joy, Ward, it's me, Danny. Yeah, and then if you, the further on you get, he's nothing like that. Like he, that, that whole infanticized, like, I don't know if it's, um, if that was, if that was his way, and, and, and it doesn't even seem like, that seems authentically what they were trying to do, make him seem like this boy from 15 years ago i forget how old he's supposed to have been 10 or 11. he he wasn't because ward was 15 and right. he looked like he was much older than danny right so however old he was then like they it still had that kind of sense the later episodes he's more so like a wise warrior like and that's like so they, know, they couldn't figure type. out what they wanted to do with him basically i don't think so because to me and when you get to it you give me your perception but to me he reminds me of the stereo like the the stereotypical if you watch an old kung fu movie how it's very like the master knows everything and he's very smart and he's like i'm not gonna ruin things for you but he's like when he's fighting in the in the hands like special fight thing he's communicating mentally with his um master so i don't know it's like i don't think they really knew what they were doing with him and they do keep elements of the childlike danny like he's very trusting of the father of the father meacham Ward, in the later um, award um uh, harold yeah despite the man's lack of you know there is no proof that you should like this like but i mean when you get it i mean i guess when you see it, you can make your decision because he also the father meacham presented in a way that he's being held captive so oh when i saw it i thought he was in hiding because didn't, didn't they say he was dead? And then I'm like, well, that's him, right? <laughs> yeah, so he presented it as, and it does seem like if you see it, you'll see like when the hand comes, he's scared. So mm. um, I'm not quite sure if he is being held captive or if he's very much a part of what's going on. So, And then, so then there's Colleen Wing. So far, she's the only character I like. And even then there's like, there was this one sequence where she's walking out by herself and she looks around and she's like, she sees people like watching her and then she like fights them all. And then you find out those are her students from her dojo. And she's like, how are you going to apply your martial arts in a real world scenario? And I'm like, what real world scenario involves all of your students following you around and attacking a woman Maybe all at once? she's trying to be muggers. Like that was my thought. Like, that, hold on. I was like, why? Yeah, I did not understand that sequence. I was like, that didn't make any sense. Have, you haven't gotten to the street fighting. 
I mean, not the street. Yeah, the the Fight Club thing. Hey. No, I I the the only fighting I've seen is when he was um when uh, Ward sent his uh, flunkies after him, and when he escaped from the mental hospital. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna ruin that for you. You will see, and maybe you'll maybe that should light on what Colleen Wang is doing. Okay, because because yeah, so far I'm like. Th- I saw that scene and I was like, that didn't make any sense. But I do like, you know, she's not the typical, like typically when they show a, a, a Asian woman, they portray her as um, very docile, very submissive. And she's just like not taking any crap from anyone. And I kind of like that. And I think I like that this is her dojo. This isn't an inherited dojo from her right. father or her uncle. It's hers that she's built from the ground up and she's trying to establish this um this reputation i thought it was also interesting that he showed up at her dojo and he said i want to challenge the master and she's like i'm the master of this dojo like dude (laughs) yeah what were you expecting and i liked that she followed him when he like i like that she looked and she was following and i feel like when they did that it gave it a kind of like like 1970s kung fu kind of thing to it I liked the fact that when Ward showed up and tried to bribe her, she didn't just say, I'm not going to sign this. She asked, you know, she I think she went to Joy Meacham and she said, do you think he's dangerous? You know, like, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, she, she, she didn't feel like he was dangerous. She just thought he was a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that she gave him a pair of shoes because he clearly needed a pair of shoes. Yes. And it was like nothing for her to give him an old pair of shoes. Yeah. Rich people walking around and not one person offered to do a pair of shoes. Yeah, and I feel like they could have did a... I mean, like, they did a very, like... I don't know if they could have did a better job of showing that it was cold. Because you saw his his um, homeless friend who was sleeping in a tent and he was cold and he dies. I did kind of like the fact that the only, that, yeah, like, the homeless guy was taking care of him, and Colleen, you know, gave him the pair of shoes, which just goes to show you people who have nothing are the most generous people. Because, mm-hmm. um, she was, because, like, Colleen's little business was, like, kind of struggling to stay afloat. She was like, those AA people pay more than you, so they got this place for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So then there's, a uh, there's Ward Meacham, who's basically a douchebag. Yes. I remember when they showed them, it was like a flashback to when they were playing board games and he was just like, no, I'm not paying. And he just knocked all the pieces up. Rules are for idiots, my daddy says. Right. And so I think that it's a very interesting job that they're doing um, with him. Like, I think that the actor for him is a pretty good actor. Um, He shows Ward's unraveling. Because Ward is very much like, he, I don't know how, if, if this is in episode two, but he sees Joy do something that's very questionable, questionable, questionably, questionable morally. Um, and he questions her after that, like, you know. You mean, he, wait, Ward questions her or Danny questions her? Cause, Ward. Cause, cause no, Joy I'm talking about Ward. Po- poison, well, drugged him. Danny. No, that's not it. Oh. So this is something that deals with the business that she does that's very questionable. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. that. Cause, cause right, oh, go ahead, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so like, that's just one of the things of his unraveling. Then you also see things with his relationship between him and his father, where you see 
a lot of unra- unraveling of him there. He's, you know, like you already know from the beginning, he's on drugs. I probably missed that. But okay, so he's on drugs. I mean, he has, so he has a lot of behaviors that you're like, okay, are you snorting coke? Like, but then you'll see, it'll be very apparent in your face um, that, okay, this man is clearly on drugs. And he, but I feel like they're, they're doing a good job of showing this like, I just want my daddy's respect. I just want, I want to fill my daddy's shoes kind of person. And I think he does a good job with that. I guess I'm going to have to watch because right now he seems very. He's the douche you love to hate. Yeah. He he just seems like a douchey rich dude. And I'm like, oh, that's original. Right. (laughs) And no, he maintains the douchey rich dude, but they, they add layers to his douchey rich dude. He's not like the 1980s cartoons douchebag. So it's an, it's a nuanced douchery. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but they like they ease up into that they one. They ease the douche in. Yeah, they ease the douche in and then gently squeeze. Gently squeeze. <laughs> no, nah, squeeze it aggressively. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a gentle, gentle. <gasps> and, and he's got great facial expressions. The the Danny not Danny. Ward Meacham. I'm still hate watching it, so I don't wanna like them. <laughs> And then there's, um, so then there's Joy Meacham, which so far it looks like they're trying to, like, it, it, it seems like she's not really, like, she's kind of no good, but I feel like they're trying to make her a little sympathetic. Very good. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like. Like after, after Get Out, I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't right, trust you. Right. And, I'm, and I was going to say, I'm almost considered, like, did they do this on purpose to make her this, you know woman who you like the way they present her is like you need to cuddle her and call her and tell her everything's okay because she's this you know um what is the, what do I want to call her this defenseless woman and well like I said she's gonna do a few things that are questionable in later episodes so no she's not she's she can be heartless too yeah so that's kind of where i am i'm like it, it feels like they're trying to portray her as being sympathetic like when when danny sent her the m&ms and i'm gonna get into those m&ms but um she she like just starts crying oh my gosh it really is him he's danny he's alive and i'm just like i don't i don't, I don't believe it well and i do believe that but, but it's multifaceted <laughs> And, you know, I think it's something that you have to, like, I think, I think what they're going to get into, because I'm not there yet, is that she's her father's daughter. So, yes, Danny is someone from her childhood. Danny is someone that, you know, she cared about in her youth and for 15 years thought was dead. And all of a sudden now he's alive. It's like, oh, my God. And and I've just put him in the... A mental hospital. Yeah, a mental yeah, hospital. You did it. You drugged him. You you brought him there. Because she knew he wasn't... She wasn't afraid of him either. And she, you know, lulled him into a false sense of security. That's not the worst thing that she has done so far. Yeah, see, after seeing Get Out, I'm like, I got my eye on you. And then she was like, we always ate... All of the M&M's except for the brown ones. And I got real petty at that. I'm like, what's wrong with the brown M&M's? They are all delicious. Why are you? Yeah, and you know, the colors do not have a taste to them. Then that shit would be nasty. Yeah, so I I, kind of took issue with that. I'm like, what's the deal? Why, why, why you? So you eat all the other colors. 
but the brown ones. Why? Why are you? Why are you <laughs> segregating the brown ones from the rest? Of, but whatever, whatever. And then there's Harold Meacham, and I, I, I don't know. It, it feels like they're trying to make him intimidating. Like I've only seen two episodes, and it feels like, like they had like what well, he he has that little intern or whatever that he kind of. I'm not sure what's going on with him in the intern. He's like, pay them twice as twice what they're worth, but treat them like crap. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, and he, you want the, he he said he's building up someone that feels loyal to him, so that they won't question the work that he's doing, because he's doing some crazy stuff. And then this is someone that's supposed to be dead. And I feel like they're trying to portray him to be like a tough guy, but I, I maybe the actor just isn't that good because I'm just not believing it. I, I was like watching him like hit the heavy bag, and I'm like, your technique is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that that I think that is the issue with the whole show. Like you have actors. I mean, they're not even Jean Jean Claude Van Damme, where he was a trained dancer who could make it look right. You and, and Jean-Claude Van Damme was, like, chiseled. And he could... Did you see that commercial where he did the split? He's a ballerina. You do know that, right? Well, either way. Did you <laughs> see that? That was epic. He can make it look pretty. Yeah, he... Because he was... Did you, did, did you see it, though? He was, like, on the trucks and... He's they, a ballerina. He better. On the trucks? On moving trucks, though? That were slowly... Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like, but he can make it. And he's old. And he's old. Right. But they didn't have Jean-Claude Van Damme money. <laughs> so they have this guy who's an actor. And I don't know. Like, I watching later on, like, I'm conflicted, too. Like, he kind of reminds me of, what was the um, Spider-Man that had the... Tobey Maguire? Yes, the Tobey Maguire. He reminds me of the Green Hornet. The Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. He reminds me of the Green Goblin a little bit. I wonder if that's that's, a bad sign. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's what I think. I don't know. That's what he reminds me of in, like, his acting. Like, maybe that's what his inspiration was. I don't know. I'm not totally there. Sorry. with um, When he first brought out the Iron Fist, like, I feel like they... First of all, showing him, like, revealing it in episode two was too soon. Yeah. And it was really underwhelming. Oh, you used your iron fist to beat up a mental patient and two corrupt orderlies. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, they were holding him and battering him while he was in a straitjacket, but it was still really underwhelming. Right, and I guess maybe the the idea of them introducing the Iron Fist was because it's called Iron Fist. We're not going to wait all these episodes. But then they have other, like, revelations in here and other um, comic characters, I guess. Because I... I, I didn't feel like they were going to kill him in that scene. Maybe mm-hmm. if he was about to die and then he revealed the Iron Fist, it would have been a, a little less anti... It wouldn't have been so anticlimactic. Yeah. It was just he, like, he, he has, yeah, you're the Iron Fist. <laughs> I've watched it for almost about seven episodes. We haven't gotten to a point where he was at near death at all. And I guess the other thing is like, well, he's supposed to be this master that left this place that no one knows of. So... He needed to have use of his iron fist. But I I will say the, I guess, 
I don't know if this was supposed to be the climax of the episode, but he does get to this point where he is in a tournament to the death for the hand. And there are more comic book-esque characters and you have a new revelation of someone with powers that we've seen before in it. So when you get there... Maybe so, it'll make sense. So basically, I'm just going to force feed myself more, yeah. more well, Iron you, Fist. Hey, I just watch it in fast forward. Like, <laughs> oh, and okay. Okay. So are, are you watching anything interesting on Netflix? I know Um, I saw that Orange is the New Black is coming out. And know, even though I wasn't thrilled about how they ended the last season, I know I'm going to watch it. So I'm not even going to. I didn't watch last season. I, when I found out Pusey died, I was. You're like, boycotting it. I did. And it's like, you know, you, you've got all kinds of different groups that I really connect with and all kinds of different themes that I really connect with. And no. See, I didn't know Pusey was going to die. I, you, you told me that something really bad was going to happen. And when I saw Suzanne's episode and how she ended up in jail, I thought she, she basically accidentally killed a child. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I'm like, oh no, a child died. And so when Pusey died, that blindsided me. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, is she suffocating? She's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Mouth to mouth. <laughs> no. So yeah. yeah, that that blindsided me. But if, but I, if I said I'm not gonna watch it, I'd be lying. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I want to see what's gonna happen after this. Yeah, I love Orange Is the New Black, but I just it's it's really hard for me to watch something knowing that the character I love so much is going to die because i loved her i know and it's like if she because she left the show because she's in um handmaid's tale and i want to see that who's got hulu who's gonna do like movie night for I, hulu? my cousin has hulu oh we need to do yes. that we yes. need to handmaid we'll, we'll have to handmaid's tale one weekend because she's never here on the weekend and <laughs> <laughs> and um where was i going with this um so Supergirl is also on Netflix, so I can finally catch up on that because I was not paying for that ABC goal. So I can finally watch, um, I can finally get caught up on season two of uh, Supergirl, which is really good so far. And Jane the Virgin season three is on Netflix. So I'm going to get caught up on that and get my Rogelio, my Rogelio de la Vega fix. He, like, whenever he says his name, he always says it like that, very emphatically. <laughs> Rogelio de la Vega. He's a telenovela star. I love it. <laughs> He's very, so yeah. I'm going to get caught up with my Jane the Virgin. Yeah, anything good for you? So I think I'll finish my docudrama, which is called Documentary Now. It's funny. They like, did I call it docudrama? No, it's a, a mockumentary. Yeah, so the first episode of Documentary, like the, they have a season two one now, which I've been slowly, very slowly going through because everything else comes up. But the first episode, they do this mother and daughter and they invite these, um, these, uh, I guess the film crew is invited in to video them. I think one of them was a star or something like that. So it's really like, like, it's very weird because these two old ladies are in this house, which it takes a really creepy turn. It, it was just craziness. And then so they've had other ones and they're all based on real, real documentaries. But it's Bill Hader. Do you know who that is? Bill Hader from uh, he was on SNL, right? 
I think so. That's I think this is Bill Hader. Yeah, he was in what is it? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's been in a few things. Right, and then and Fred Armisen and Helen Mirren. She like does the intro to all of them. So I mean, it's really to me they're pretty funny. They're they're uh, I wouldn't say they're like laugh out loud slapstick funny. Um, I get a good chuckle out of them because I'm boring. Um, and then, um, what is it? There's a movie coming up, although I thought it was coming out this month, but it's, it's actually, I, I, I looked it up. It doesn't come out until July, uh, girls trip. Oh, we could do girls trip and talk about handmaidens, handmaids, handmaids. We could talk about handmaids a lot soon. Well, I guess we gotta watch it. We gotta watch yeah, it all first. we gotta watch it all. Okay, so um, in in the not too far future, we will be talking about Girls Trip, which is starring Kate Walsh, Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah. Ooh, Mike Coulter is in it, and mm-hmm. Regina Hall. Oh, this is gonna be good. Yes, I'm excited about it. Okay, so that is it for this week. So our next episode will be two weeks from today, and it's gonna be a full hour. Full hour. Are y'all ready for that? Unfiltered. What would Trina do? Unfiltered. Well, all the things that Trina would Maybe do. Maybe some more <laughs> iron fisting. A lot more iron fisting because I'll have two weeks. Yeah, you think you'll get through them? I don't know if two weeks is enough time. I really got to like. I'm telling you, you can fast forward. Especially, I fast forward I can't through the fight do that. Scenes. I can't do that because I like, I, I need details. You know, but. I don't need details. <laughs> Now, especially when it's boring. Like, okay, no. All right, so that is this episode. You can um, you can pull us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Oh, they should give some suggestions for monologues. Huh? Monologues. Oh yeah, yeah. If if um if you're on um, SoundCloud or iTunes or any of those, it, you know, comment. You know, hey, this monologue. Well, or volunteer for the panel. We need a panel. Yeah, so we need we can, a panel. So we can vote on my... I guess that is a, that could be a way to vote for the monologues. People just comment what monologue they like. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so that's it for real this time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>